everybody we're here with a bit of housekeeping this morning we want to tell you about this month's book club selection it is Austin Cleon's steel like an artist if you want to learn more about the crafty ass female book club you can head over to our patreon it is a patreon exclusive which you can find at patreon.com slash crafty ass female our book club episode will be coming out on August 3rd and you can hear that again at patreon.com slash crafty ass female we have three tickets left for Awesome Ladies Live. If you are thinking about coming out to East Lansing next month, August 17th through 19th, and hanging out with me and Amanda and our awesome ladies, it is going to be an amazing retreat. The theme this year is self-care through storytelling. I will be teaching four workshops. There will be a panel discussion with some amazing guests, um, and there will be a live recording of the last episode of the season season two we've had so many amazing episodes in season two so many amazing guests this it's gonna be great <laughs> summer of special guests has been absolutely amazing and you will hear more of them at our live episode in awesome ladies live and you can um you can come out and see them in person which is amazing. Um, and we're going to have like the most epic time, like actually the That's most. It's going to be so fun. Guys, every time I talk to Kristen, she tells me about a new thing she's doing for it or a new thing she got for the swag. And like each time I'm just like, people are going to like pee their pants with excitement because it's going to be so fun. And then like throughout the weeks that we've been um, promoting it and telling you guys about it, you crafty ass females listening, like one will come up out and, and message us and say, just signed up and then we get excited with them and it's going to be a lot a lot of fun and just like the girls that we know are going are just like a good bunch yeah and if you don't know anybody it's totally okay because there's a whole bunch of people who like we've only met through like listening to the podcast or we've only met as like internet friends and so if you don't know anybody that's totally okay you can sign up and get tickets at the awesomeladiesproject.com slash live and uh, if you have any more questions, you can always email me at areyoukristen at areyoukristen.com, and I will gladly walk you through anything. Travel, lodging, all of that good stuff. Yeah, so Amanda, tell everybody about uh, how our Summer of Special Guests is going. Guys, our Summer of Special Guests are underway, and they've been so much fun to share with you the past few weeks, and we have so many good ones coming up. But today I am pleased to introduce you to Jacqueline Carter, my real life friend who I met, you'll hear the story in the episode, at National Stationery Show two years ago and then revisited in person just this past May at the last National Stationery Show and the sweetest heart and the most kindest, sweetest girl. Just, yeah, no. Sweetest heart and super crafty and fun mom. And you'll hear all about it in the episode. Um, but yeah, my favorite takeaways and what I think you're going to get out of the episode is just how, you know, Jacqueline talks about how she started with a dream of greeting cards. And in her mind, that was just the me mega big goal that we all crafty as females have one and try to strive for. And how over time, that goal kind of took a different path into what she's doing today. And it's such a testament to, you know, paying attention and tapping into um, maybe what's working and what's doable more than, you know, what you wish was working or what could be doable. It's, it's, it's such a love letter to, you know, looking around and going local and making 
you know, what was already working work better. So that's what I took from it. I hope you take from it too. And Kristen also. Yeah. I I love, I love that Jackie came on the show and she talked a lot about, you know, this is her new endeavor after taking maternity leave. And she came and talked about how as a mom, she more importantly needed to come at something from her own passion and not just create, you know, something for her kids, but something that was also very her-driven. She needed to have her work flow through her so that her greatness could shine. And I'm I'm so grateful that she, she spoke to us about that. And, and she is such an awesome guest, and I'm so excited to have everyone listen to her interview. So, uh... Yeah, she's, she's so fun. And she's a longtime listener, too. So she came on here knowing what was up, knowing what she wanted to say. And I love how in After Chatter, too, she was like, oh, can we talk about this? Like, she, she knows. So she was a great guest. Without further ado, Jacqueline. Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedell, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Jackie. Hello. Hi. (laughs) How's everybody? I'm doing great. So happy to have you on. Yes, thank you for having me. Yes, guys. So I feel like I was thinking in about this episode and about the interviewees we've had on. And I feel like 80% of them, Kristen or I have met in real life and you're one of them. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it adds a little extra because I feel like you're one of my girls. You know what I mean? So yeah. Do you remember when we met in NSS and how excited we both were to talk about all crafty stuff? (laughs) Yes. I like spoke with somebody else in your booth and she was like, Oh, you need to talk to Amanda. Yeah. Like she's like, I'm not at your level. Comment yeah. down, go over there. And I was like drooling at your happy planner. That's what they <laughs> had me there for. Yes. I was the boppity bop girl to connect with fellow girls yes. <laughs> who yes. were on that level. Like and it's yes. so funny because it was me, crazy craft lady in that booth and then the salespeople who just yes. sell the thing and never yes. use the thing so yes. so funny so okay so guys today on the show we have Jacqueline Carter love Jack in the greeting card world at love Jack cards on Instagram mom to two beautiful children who you pack amazing lunches for and share on Instagram which is one of my favorite things that you do um, super creative paper craft enthusiast memory keeper national stationery show attendee which is of course where we met um i was working the happy planner booth in may 2016 two years ago Mm -hmm. yeah and then we chatted talked planners and crafting and drooled over each other's stuff and then we connected on social and then we were just like just like me and kristen like we met at this one event and then followed each other on social and just kind of like in passing liked and knew each other and then just this year, me attending the stationery show, you reached out, hey, I'm going to be there, let's meet up, da-da-da. And then we met again this May. And I feel like 
during that day you met Natalie, who, Kristen, we talked on the show with Natalie on the yeah, Q&A. Yeah, we talked to Natalie on the Q&A. So funny. Now we're having Jackie on, and then we're having Joanna, and all three of them I saw that day when I went to the show. I felt like you three were my fairy god sisters, just like <laughs> imparting like crafty encouragement and love my way. So that's how I thought of you. And then when we had our alone time, you were telling me what was going on, and I was like, oh, we got to have you on the show. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having did me. I get about really fun. The, yeah, did I get that about right? Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, so tell us more about what you do. Okay, so my company is called Love Jack, and we help you create, share, and connect through art. So essentially what that means is I teach art classes to kids. It's called Artists and Crafts, and I do that a couple a couple times a week. And then I do workshops for adults, um, both in person and online. And then I make handmade greeting cards that I sell on my website and then through some wholesale stores in, in and around Brooklyn. Yeah, I was on your website, and I was reading about your class um, for kids, and it sounds so cool. Can you go into it a little bit more. Okay. So that happened so organically. I was, after my daughter was born, I started my greeting card company. And before that I worked in television. And when she was born, I thought, well, I want to stay home. I know I want to be a stay at home mom and raise her. So I did that. And literally like three months in, I was like, okay, I need something else. Like I can't just do something. I need to do something else for myself. Mm -hmm. And that's when my greeting card company started and it was awesome. I worked during nap times and I really, it really gave me the time to focus and to grow that thing that I had always wanted to do. Then when she was two years old, one of the places that I worked at, I mean, not, not one of the places that I sold my cards at um, was a little pop-up store here in Brooklyn. They turned all these shipping containers into stores. It was awesome. It's called decal market. And yeah. Um, now there's actually a big building there that's now called decal market. But for the time being, when the construction was like in flux, they had these shipping containers. So it was so fun. One of the women's there, Andy, she had a kid shop and she sold my cards. When decal market was closing, she transitioned into her own store and was casually talking to me and saying, you know, the first part of the store is going to be, you know, same stuff here, like kids clothing, that kind of stuff. But then the second half of the store is going to be kids classes. Do you know of anybody that teaches kids classes? And I was like, uh, yes, I have had this idea to teach this art class for like two months now. And I want to do it. It's just occurred to me that if I told Georgia who Elmo was, she knew Elmo. Like she knew yeah, Elmo yeah, yeah. because of me. If I tell Georgia who Andy Warhol is, she knows him. It's yeah. like that simple. So I was like, I want to feature a different artist every week and then do a kid related activity. And she was like, I love it. Write a proposal send it to me. So I like stayed up all night, like getting all my ideas that were in my head, like on the computer center. She was like, I love it. Let's do it. Um, and it just, it started small. You know, we were splitting the profits at that point and I was teaching in her class and it was nice because her being in her store, it got a lot of promotion and did a lot of the marketing part of it. And then I did all the content. And then unfortunately she switched her store around because the rent was so expensive. And instead of it being just a kid's store, it was like a general store in Fort Greene. So she had other people also selling their stuff. So didn't have time for the classes. And I was kind of freaking out because I was like, no, I love this. This is like the happiest day of my week. And like, I want to keep this going. I don't want to stop. So I did like a ton of research and legwork and found a space to teach it myself. So now I rent space. And it's funny because back then it was just called Brooklyn Arts and Crafts because we mm -hmm. started. 
And then halfway through, I was like, no, why didn't I name it artists and crafts? So then, you know, like we're famous artists and we're making a craft like right there. So I was like, oh, this is a good time to like transition it from just this like baby idea to actually make this part of my business because not only was it making me the happiest, it was making me the most money. So I was like, I really need like, it kind of like kicked me in the butt. Like if I wanted to do this, I had to do this. Mm-hmm. Like now I didn't have someone doing it with me. So I was able to do it by myself. Um, but it's so fun. Like, so each week we'll do like Georgia O'Keeffe and then I'll read a book about Georgia O'Keeffe and we have a welcome song and then we do Play-Doh and we make a flower during the Play-Doh. And then the next thing we do a craft. So then we'll do like the main craft and then we sing a song and there's a the color of the day. So I really think the reason why my class is different than other people's classes is I taught that class when I had a two-year-old. Like mm-hmm. I was going to every, I was going to music class, I was going to dance class. Like me and Georgia, we did like the whole circuit all around Brooklyn. So I knew what worked. Like in our opening song, I always sing like, hello, Amanda, hello to Kristen too. <laughs> because so many of the classes, they didn't, they just, it was always focused on the kids. And I right. would be like, Hey guys, I'm here. Like, don't forget about me. Like I am here. So I use a song like that in my class. So all like the moms and the nannies and the dads, and we have a good mix, but if you're just seeing you as like so-and-so's mom, you never really get to, you know, connect with them. Um, And then I knew they were really into their colors. And like at that age, they love knowing the, what sounds the animals make. Because they're young, young. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was ages two to four. Yeah. Kids come to my class with a kid. That that puts everything into context because they are like new people. Yes. (laughs) And that age, I say, well, 18 months is my favorite age, hands down, because they really can like um, talk back to you without talking back. Like they can't really talk yet. But I remember I was like, Georgia, can you go get your shoes? And then all of a sudden she walked over and got her shoes. And I was like, you can understand me. (laughs) This is amazing. Um, So two years old is just a little bit older than 18 months where they can sit down. Like that's the thing that with my class, like as soon as they can like sit and focus, they're like good to go. And honestly, even that, like I had one kid that he just did laps around the class the whole time. (laughs) And I was thinking like, oh my goodness, this kid, he's like, doesn't even enjoy it. And then his mom signed him up again. And then the next class he was like, hit that mile marker or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he was into it. Yeah. But he like took things. He was like, I just need to run and then like observe <laughs> what's happening. Um, so yeah, they're little, but it's so fun because they're really starting to know everything. So if you're teaching them, this is blue, you might as well say, this is Romeo Bearden and he loved jazz and he did collage art and they take it all in. And the other thing that's been awesome since, like, so now my son is four and a half. So he just, this last year, he wasn't in my class. This last year was the first time I taught the class without him in there. Um, but like, we would be in Michael's and you know, they have those big posters and he's like, Hey mom, starry night. I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. like you totally get it. So it's just, this age is so awesome because their minds are open and they're so creative and I give them like good tools. Like I kind of like set them up so that no matter what they do, it's going to be awesome. Like I do a lot of projects where we tape off part of the page and then they just go crazy. And then I remove the tape and it looks like a heart, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of stuff. So, cause I don't, I always say like, you're the artist, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Like you just do what you want to do and it will be awesome. Um, but I give them the tools that they can do. Like we're really good at glue. We're good at gluing stuff down. We're doing sticking stuff down. We're good at painting. Oil pastels is great for this age. It's like, and again, because I was doing it while my kid was hitting that mile marker, right. 
I wasn't like, oh, kids can do this, of course. And then you're like, no, kids can't cut. They can't use scissors. Like, I have to cut everything out and then give it to them because they're two. Yeah. Um, but it's just been so much fun because it fills me up creatively. Like, I love a theme. So, yeah. like, picking the artist and then each of the projects that go with the thing and making sure we're switching things every, like, six to seven minutes because they lose, it, like, focus yeah. a little bit. They need to, like, be stimulated. Um. So it fills me up creatively, and then I get to watch them create, which is awesome. And then it's profitable. So it's like really yes. like a win-win-win instead of spending all my time doing the greeting cards, yes. trying to sell them wholesale for $2.50. Which, you know? which is kind of like, because I love that we just got out there this, the latest thing you've been doing, and it is super amazing and I think that's where when we talked on the day of the stationary show it all converged because we were talking about like what is working right and like I have so many questions about what you just said like what do the parents think what do you think about it being in Brooklyn do you think that helps like I have 7,500 questions that could take up the whole episode but (laughs) what you just landed on which is where for so long it was all about greeting cards and I watched I'm totally gonna link to your like intro on your website because it is so concise and like perfect for people to just get the, the background rundown of you. So, I mean, we could oh, go yes, into yes, that yes. here, but that yeah. video kind of sums it. We're like, I didn't know you had a booth at the stationary show a while ago, but you mm-hmm. did. And mm-hmm. then just how you got into greeting cards and winning second place in that like competition, like wherever you want to start, you can kind of start. But what I found so interesting about our last chat when we met up at the stationery show was how you said that you're like, listen, I was all about greeting cards for so long. It was the big dream and I wanted to be the next great greeting card person. And you kind of were on that path, but then to kind of pulling back and realizing that this was it. So how long have you mm-hmm. been doing this? Georgia seven. So five years. And yeah, and but this is the crazy part about it. It was such little steps like, oh my gosh, in the beginning when I was doing it, I had a two-year-old. So I'm like watching a two-year-old, which if you can imagine, they don't stop moving. They're like a lot of work. And every like, I taught it on a Tuesday. So I mean, I taught it on Wednesday. So every Tuesday I was like finishing the info sheet. Like I have an info sheet, like here's the artist. And then I have a coloring page. I was like finishing all that. And then like getting it all together. I was like kind of crazy putting it all together, but I had to do it. And that's the only way I could get it done. So in the beginning it was like a lot of like last minute putting it together. Right. But now that info sheet's done, the coloring page is done. Now I just print it out. Like although it's much more efficient now like I have a sheet that says all the supplies I need I know what crafts work I know what crafts didn't work I know what card so every class because I come from this card background every class we make a greeting card and then I give them the postage and show them where to put it and then they send it to grandma so when I'm thinking about my business now my three big words are create share and connect if I'm hitting all those words I know those are filling me up I know they're filling up my customers So I make sure like everything I do, like when I started doing that now, every week after class, I come back and I email the parents because I take pictures throughout the class. Mm. So then they get the pictures right away. I tell them a story about what happened in the class. I'm just try to let them connect more. Like, uh, I would say a class like 50% nannies, 50% parents. 
Um, but then they could like share the pictures with their friends or like print them out. And at the end of every session, we do like a seven week session. We always went and with Frida Kahlo, this is my favorite class every time because I love photos too. Like I'm a photo Mm -hmm. person. So I, um, print out little photos of them. We do a pop-up card, but then I also turn their picture into a coloring book page. (laughs) So they're making, um, self-portrait just like Frida Kahlo but they're two and there's no way they're gonna even they're not even drawing (laughs) people yet you know so even if they color the whole thing red it's awesome yeah um and then it's just the connecting with the parents and getting the feedback about that um has really been so much fun it's just a lot of fun it's sounds wonderful <laughs> like, yes, yes. I, but I didn't realize that you were doing it for five years like that means mm-hmm. you were doing it when even we met the first time at the station mm-hmm. like I didn't realize I yeah it and something. it's so funny because back then I was still so gung-ho with the cards I was like this is just like my side project right and I was like I'm doing it because one my I have kids in this class like Georgia was in it then Georgia was my assistant and then Conroe was in it so like there was always one of my kids in the class and I was I knew, like, if I wasn't teaching that class, I'd still be doing this for my own kids. But mm-hmm. I love that I could, like, make it a part of my business and give more to the community. Like, more, you know, 12 people are getting this, the rewards to all this effort I put into it instead of my own kid. And I also realized later the one reason I liked it is because it was a community of adults that I could talk to during the right. day. Being a stay-at-home mom, if you don't have your friends that also are stay-at-home moms, it's lonely. So this gave me like every week I got to talk to all these other caregivers, whether it was a mom or a nanny or a dad, like we got to bond. So I wasn't even looking at it like, oh, this will be my business. I was like, I enjoy this. This is fun. It's working. And then this year, Conroy went to pre-K. So he was there five days a week and I taught it on my own. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if I don't like this? Like, what if I only yeah. liked it because my kids were there? And like, after the first day, I was like, oh, yes. yeah, still like the high of my day. I would always call right. that at work on like Wednesdays at 11 and be like, I'm so happy right yeah. now. Like, I just had so much fun and it was awesome. So that's when I realized, okay, now I have my day. Like before I was nap times, staying up late at night, waking up early. Now I have this solid day to work while the kids are at school what am I going to use it for? I was like, I got to keep this art class going. And then I posted on the listserv say like, you you know, to, to advertise. Mm -hmm. And then a school contacted me, the JCC in Clinton Hill. I live in Fort Greene. It's like Mm -hmm. a borough of Brooklyn. And then Clinton Hill is the next one over. And she contacted me about maybe teaching at her school or whatever. And then she's like, well, she's like, you could just rent the space for me. And then I was like, yeah, that would work out. Awesome. It's a different neighborhood, different kids. So then I started teaching two days a week the genius businesswoman in me was like, oh, wait a second. I just doubled my income. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it took me like that yeah. happening. It wasn't like I was like, okay, how am I going to grow this? Right. I could do it a couple of days a week. I was like, started doing it two days a week and then realized I doubled my income. Right. Because you but, loved it so yes, much. And you but wanted I to wasn't just... looking at it as like my business. So now that I'm looking at my time and seeing, you know, what I want to be spending it on, I'm like, yes, the effort I put into this, the rewards are greater, both like emotionally and financially for myself than calling a million stores and trying to get them to sell my cards wholesale. And then you're selling it for half the price or trying to market online. Because the other thing that was like a big light bulb for me was when I would get an online order, especially when the kids were home for me, not as much anymore. So Mm. don't not order from me, but I would get an order and I'd be like, Oh crap, I got an order. 
And I was like, that shouldn't be the reaction yeah. of someone trying to sell something because I'm like, when am I going to package this? When am I going to get to the thing? Thank the Lord for stamps.com because I don't know. Yeah. I <laughs> but in the beginning, I was literally like me and Georgia in the stroller, like going to the post office and like waiting in that line. I was like, oh man, I got to figure out this, like make this efficient. Ugh. So that's why I've just been like, keep going and seeing what works and what, you know, now I'm looking at as what can make me money because I want to have a job. I don't want to go back to work full time because I want to pick my kids up from school. I know that. But I also love this creative job that I've created and I know it can make me money if I put on the businesswoman hat mm -hmm. instead of just giving it all. And a lot. And what we talked about when we met up was a lot of that, like needing to let go of the original plan yes. or like. Yeah, because it's almost like you failed. I feel like right. a little bit like not. I don't feel like I failed, but if I. What works is what you put your energy and effort into. And if I'm not putting my energy and effort into the greeting cards, it's not going to be as successful. Right. But I don't want that. But it, it took a while. Like right. even I'm doing, I'm like slowly doing this big sale to like get rid of, I have like 180 SKUs and really I want to have 20 because I still love my cards and I don't want to have none, but I don't want to have 180. And I was like, if I had like a CFO, they would be like, Jacqueline, this is not worth your time. The time <laughs> yeah. is taking you to count how much inventory yeah. you have, to set it, to post it. But like for me emotionally, I have to be like, okay, right. I'm letting this go. This is like I'm purging this. It's okay that it's ending. Like life will go on. Um, but it is like, and when you tie yourself to one thing, it's hard to switch. Yeah. Yes. All, all that you said. Yeah. Because it's almost like the same thing when I stopped working. Oh. No, it's fine. Yeah, you muted. Um, I was going to say, I think we've been talking about this a lot lately of this, we think we're set down a path and it's this like straight path and we think we're headed in one direction and it's this windy path towards something we have no idea what it's going to look like, but in the end it winds up being this awesome, unique thing that like we are the only person suited to do and I mean like this class that you're teaching sounds I mean it's brilliant yeah it is like beyond brilliant and I mean in my you know my like bucket list goal is to move back home and get a a, a brownstone in Brooklyn do overlooking, it overlooking the park <laughs> yes um overlooking the bridge and like, my God, I would want to enroll my children immediately. Yeah, that is the part about living in Brooklyn. I feel like there are a lot of a lot of the kids that come to my class, they'll say like, oh, my dad's an artist or my uncle's an artist or my aunt's an artist. Like, I think it's working really well here because so many of the parents want their kids exposed to art. Yeah. Like they do and they want and they're yeah. already exposing them. To art. A lot of times I'll bring up like a Frida Kahlo book and everybody's like, I have that book. Oh. I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's the value level, priority level mm -hmm. is so, which is what my question was, because Brooklyn is known for that, is known mm -hmm. for these artsy, receptive, like cultured people and mm -hmm. events. And so, and the density and yeah. the ability to have nannies bring your kids to events. Yeah, yeah, totally. And like, but also like the ability to have, you know, 
the path that led you here. Right. Yeah. So, so I was going to say, and you touched exactly on that when I, I used to work in television production. Yeah. How, so how did that help you? Oh my gosh. All of my skills now I learned from there. Like the fact that like, I love YouTube and I've been creating these YouTube videos. It's like, I, and I'm good at that. And that's like where my skills are because I went to school for that. But when I made the decision to stay at home with Georgia, like I knew, like it wasn't even like a hard decision because I knew I wanted to do it. But I felt like I'm never going to work in television again. I've just, everything I've been to this point, like even, you know, when I got married and I changed my name, it was like, I can't change my name. Everyone knows me as Jacqueline Conroy. And like, I'm a TV person. And then I decided to stop working and stay home with her. And I was like, I'll never work in TV again. Like it's over. Like mm-hmm. this is the, now I'm off. To, I'm just going to be a mom. Here I go. And that then was an anxiety was like, thought or that was a definite decision thought? I definitely decided to stay home. Oh, so you were like, yeah, I'm never going back to TV. And that was no, 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 oh. no. That was I, you feeling I decided fear I wanted you... to stay home. I felt like by making that decision, I would never be able to go back. Oh, I wanted just that to like fatalist, like, yeah, yeah, like weight on your shoulders. Yeah. It seemed like this decision was going to change everything. Like you said, like you have this path and I just stopped it. I just put like a dead end on my path. Um, but then, you know, life goes on and everything's fine. And then I, it brought me here because I was a script supervisor, which was awesome. Not the most creative job. She's a lot of organizing, a lot of paperwork, really fun stuff, but not creative. Mm-hmm. And people say like, oh, well, you think you'll come back now? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. Like before I would say yes in a heartbeat. Yeah. But now that I had this other experience and I'm actually creating stuff, I know I can make it as profitable as like if I went back to a job. Yeah. And, and if I could have it make our family money, then like, and fulfill me up creatively, that's the goal. Yeah. And if you can go and pick up your kids and like be – I think the thing that really attracts a lot of us to this creative non, you know, nine to five, which is never actually nine yes, to five. Yes, exactly. Is the, the flexibility to do things like pick up our kids or, you know, stay home when you need to stay home or work till 10 p.m. if you need to work till 10 p.m. or wake up and work at two o'clock in the morning if you need to work at two o'clock in the morning. The flexibility to have to, to live the lives that we need to live instead of the lives that we get boxed in by in in traditional jobs. Totally. And it's interesting you say that because one, yes, that's such a positive. And I'm so happy. Like the other day, Georgia had a field day and Kamara had a half day. And I didn't, we didn't, if I had a job that I had to go to and report to, we would have had to hire a babysitter or something. Like I wouldn't have been able to do that. But as a person who's like hustles, if the kids got sick, I'd be like, ah, now I can't work. And then I have to take a moment and I really would have to take a moment for myself and be like, Jacqueline, this is a life you want. Like you can stay home with them. Like, what would it be like if you had to go? And then they're staying at some random neighbors or they're like at some backup daycare. Like, this is what you want. Like, yes, it feels overwhelming. Yes. Your plan of the day is change, but in the grand scheme, like this is what you want. But it, it's like on paper, it seems like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. But then when you're in actually in it, you want to. It feels like you're torn. Yes. Yes. But I had to, like, I always have to take that step back and be like, Mm -hmm. no, like this is like, I don't, because you know what? It just gets overwhelming sometimes. And then it's like, oh, maybe it would be easier to go to work and like Mm -hmm. drink a coffee and like not have someone jumping on my lap all day. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, everything has pros and cons. Right. Really? So like, this is what I want. I'm choosing these cons because the pros are better. Whereas like when you're in the moment and you're thinking like, oh yeah, yeah. You have to take a step back and think like, no, no, this is hard, but this is what I want. Which is kind of like the touch on what Allie said in her episode about choosing how to run her business based on the lifestyle she wants to live. Like, I think that's, I don't, I can't, I'm going to say this and it's very generalistic and I don't know, but like, I don't know that men have to worry about that. Right. Yeah. I just feel like it touches upon that resourceful thing that this whole podcast brings forth that we, if we're going to have children, it's going to be a way we have to be resourceful, whether, however the decision ends up being. But I feel like you, Jack, like I feel like when I have kids and a lot of my path and rejecting the nine to five is, has been that is, has been when I have kids, I want to stay home with them. Like that's been a running loop sentence in my brain. Yeah. So I know. Yeah. It's hard, but it's fun. Well, I know that that's a decision I want to make, but like you're saying, then how am I going to be resourceful and still be creative and all the themes that you're talking about Mm -hmm. is inevitably going to come up. So I love that you're here again. (laughs) And I love that that part of the story is, is kind of making its way into this podcast with you. So that's, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I really love how, like, the way that you've chosen to move forward and find all the things that have worked for you is like through things that you know that you needed as like an adult creative. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that you offer adult classes too on your website for like, Hey ladies, it's like hard out there to like get creative time into your life. Um, So can you speak a little bit more about those too? So last year, the year before, I think it was last year, I taught a class at the Brooklyn Public Library. So now I have a relationship with them because they're the um, company that put on the small business competition that I got second place for. And they're amazing. And the Brooklyn Public Library is always giving back. Um, So they hired me to teach a class about, and they kind of put up to me like whatever you want to teach it about. So last year I was doing an online workshop about sending more mail because I really feel like if people that are actually good at sending mail are organized and have it ready Mm -hmm. and then can easily send it. But Mm -hmm. to just be able to send mail, it's like, it's almost like this big thing that seems impossible when really it's not, you just have to get organized. So we talked about that and then we made a bunch of cards and it was just awesome to see how many people, the workshop was free to the public, um, but the library hired me to teach it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see how many people came out and just to, you know, when you're creating something by yourself, that's one thing, but when you're creating something next to someone else, you get to like see what they're doing and, and talk about it and share what you're doing and why you're doing it. And I just, I love that. I've done a couple like smaller things in my Love Jack headquarters, which is basically my like craft studio. <laughs> um, but it's just so fun because then, you know, you're not in a bubble. You're like in a, in a creative community with other people doing stuff. And it's just, I feel like it's a good way to do some self-care mm-hmm. because self-care is all taboo and like this whole thing. But if you're saying, I'm going to this class, I'm learning something, I am making something, it's easier to do that to sit than to say, like, oh, I'm just going to go to the spa today. Right. Like, see you guys later. Good luck. I'm going to be at the spa. Right. And it's almost the same thing. You know, like, I would love to do, go to the spa, but maybe that's just me. Like, it's hard to, like, just take to step back. But if you're doing something for, like, a bigger thing, it's easier to commit to it, kind of. Yeah, yeah I totally get that. Kristen's mentioned before the time and the place and assigning that to being crafty. And yes, yes. I never thought about it that way, but that's so true because then 
you're releasing anything else because this is the time and the place. So I, you know, now I can just be free because this is the time and the place. Like those two words together make so much sense. So my next thing that I really have been, again, looking at like my life, like you said, and like what I want it to be. Starting in the fall, I'm going to teach the two classes. Now I'm going to do one in Fort Greene and one in Brooklyn Heights. Um, And then that gives me Tuesday as like a free day to possibly teach another class. And I've had this idea forever. I want to help moms make their baby book because I know not many moms are doing that anymore, but it's hard to make a baby book when you are watching your baby. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, And again, like not, I feel like there's like a, there is definitely this huge scrapbooking world out there, but like in your everyday, the people you pass on the subway, not as many people are scrapbooking or find the time to do that. And I feel like I could give that community to these Brooklyn moms who would love to do it. And I'm teaming up with um, one of the places I'm teaching our class at, they're a preschool, and they do something called co-working. So I used to use it all the time. They would watch Conroy, I would blog. They would watch Conroy, I would like pay my bills. But it was just time, like just sometime during the day that they could, you you could have a computer, but then your kid's right there. They're not too far away. If you need to breastfeed them, you can breastfeed them. Like it was like very, a nice family environment. And I'm working with them to have they watch your kids, you come scrapbook with me. So then it's like you have the time to create and you're not like leaving your baby like to watch an iPhone or something. You know, you're like, they're stimulated and they're fun and they're having a great time. And then you have this time and then you can meet other moms. Like that's, again, like something that's really important to me is just like, I feel like being a stay-at-home mom can get lonely. And if you have um, an opportunity to meet other stay-at-home moms that are interested in what you're interested in, it helps. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's awesome. Yeah, so that's like again, little baby step, baby step at a time. That's why this yeah. summer I'm doing, or actually in September we're gonna do a scrapbook class for your summer. So that's kind of like my start in this teaching scrapbooks in this space, kind of, um, because then I, you know, there's all, and then there's all the business stuff behind it. Like I gotta get the wholesale, like order all the binders and right. like, the pages, pages, and like all that stuff. But I was like. If I just do this smaller thing, I get 12 women and we do a summer scrapbook, then it will be easier to take the next step to do the baby book. Totally. Yeah. So, so Love Jack Scrapbooks is the name of, is the name of the summer class. Yeah. Well, it's a name, it's going to be the name of like the scrapbooking class. And then the, the summer class is called Our Best Summer Yet. Um, Because I love- I love, for me, like the two things when I create is like one being grateful. Like I feel like as much gratitude as you could pack into what you're creating, the happier you'll be. Like that's why I really feel like art can make you happy. And if you like create this heart art, it can help that. So the one thing is being grateful for what you have, but then also making the most of life. And last, maybe last two years ago when I did my summer scrapbook, we called it like the best summer yet. Because I was like, this is going to be so much fun. Like, Connor can walk now. Like, all these, like, little steps that we were at. And I was like, this is going to be the best. And then this year came. Like, every step of, like, being a mom, you're like, this is the best. No, yeah. this is the best. Yeah. Like, yeah. it just keeps getting better and better and better. So that's why I called it our best summer yet. So whether you're a mom or you're not a mom, I just think in life, like, make this the best summer you can make it. Right. Like, make today the best it can be. Yeah, like they say, yeah, like they say, like, today's the youngest you'll ever be. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, you have to just 
okay, I'm yes. younger today than I'm ever going to be. So yes. I know it's that's a great title and, and just inspiration behind it. So is it online or it's, it's going to be an in, like you're saying, the in-person? Yeah, person? it's going to be in-person. We're going to do two Saturdays, two um, two-hour chunks to just get in there, and I'm going to help you organize it. And then I do have an option where if you want me to take your photos and print them and cut, crop them and stuff, but it that adds like more price to the right. I want to, I try to want to keep the price point lower so that more right. people can do it. Um, but after like, I would say I've been like really, really scrapbooking probably since, like I've been scrapbooking even before I had kids, Right. but trying to like fit in the time for the last, um, like seven years since Georgia was born. And I feel like I can be efficient now. Yeah. Where before I would sit at that 12 by 12 page and like <laughs> it would take me hours. So now I feel like I can help other people like, okay, let's decide on the photos. Got it. Okay. Now let's pick the journal cards. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Here are your memories. Are we going to categorize them or we're going to do a timeline? Like I feel like because I've done them so like so many years now, I can help other people who are just starting right make decisions right and it's almost like how can you delete a picture of like your kid it's like right. hard. you can't like even if it's a bad right. picture it's hard so i feel like having an outside person saying like okay these two pictures are almost exactly the same you know <laughs> but let's just choose this one you know that will help and then again like we're gonna do coffee and like have some like yummy snacks and just have yes. a way to you know socialize almost yeah. like a yeah. paint paint picture with wine yeah 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 but like during day scrapbooking and then it's something you want to keep and share because for me those books even I just was like organizing my closet this morning and I have two scrapbooks that I forgot I even had one me and Chad went to Greece when we were just dating and in love and like before like we were even engaged (laughs) and then another one after we were engaged we did like a road trip and I was like oh god this is like my prized possession like you forget how like littlest thing changed to be able to help somebody else create that and then want to keep and like share with their friends is so exciting to me yeah (sighs) oh my gosh so I mean you know what's so funny about this episode is you're tapping into like every major theme that we've ever (laughs) (laughs) like the what's your thing episode is ringing in my ears just like everything you said like I said a line in that one that was like the exact execution of your journey is making the exact execution of what your thing will be like that's just your story because even though like we were talking about you letting go of the greeting cards and I remember you saying like when we when we met and talked you're like I was going to be the next great greeting card person like that's the like you don't want to you want to dream big and what everything says but that has filtered through you into this version and it's so you could tell like audibly it's so much more authentic to you and you're so passionate about it and it's your thing like you've and it's working that is the key that was a big major theme of that episode too like is it paying off and like it totally is for you and I'm, I'm just so happy for you and it's so encouraging to me because I do think that like as you're talking you are I'm hearing like what you figured out worked. And I think for me, like, I'm still in that foggy phase. Like, I, I, I think I know, and then I'm not sure. And, like, this podcast was a surprise and, like, things like that. Like, a lot of things that I thought I needed to do or, like, because I, what I hear from you, too, is and maybe that's your National Stationery Show booth, like, experience. Like, 
you're talking about like SKUs and and um and getting the merchandise and like I like that part for me is very lost on me like as a creative as a person who wants a, a business for herself so like even that helped you with this yeah you know my other light bulb moment too in this whole process was when I entered that competition I was like I'm gonna take over the world of stationery like it like literally nothing else besides taking over the world stationary wise was going to be like success. Yeah. Right. I was like, this is what I got to do. This is, you know, and this is what it looks like on the internet. And this is like how you have to be hallmark. And then now like living my life and going day to day is like, you realize like if I teach this class to 24 kids every year, that's awesome. Those 24 kids lives have been better. Their nannies lives their parents lives. Like I've made an impact and it's succeeded. Now, if I could do that with a scrapbooking class that has succeeded, instead of thinking I have to be the next Ali Edwards, you know, I have to be the next, you know, big thing in the industry when really everybody has the opportunity to do something in their small town or in their pocket of the world. Like, I feel like with the internet, it makes it seem like if you don't have a million followers, if you don't capitalize on this, this Instagram algorithm, you haven't succeeded, but really just look at like your actual life. Like if my kids are succeeding, that's successful. If like our marriage is succeeding, that's successful. So it's like, you don't have to, I really, it took a flip in my head to think yes. like, I don't need to do everything for everyone. I just need to, you know, make sure I'm creating, connecting and sharing. Like if I could do those three things and if I could turn them into a business, win. You know, yeah, like Absolutely. you said it, girl. That was <laughs> that was the most appealing thing to your story, and you just bubbled it for me because I I just feel like that's what I'm a little bit trying to yeah because stretch. I love all the ideas you have are so good, and to be successful at them, you just have to hit like a small niche. You know, it doesn't have to be huge, right. and it will still make an impact. You know, if we all make little impacts, then it makes a right. big impact. Right. Yeah, I think that's one of those things that we kind of overwhelm ourselves with. Like we don't actually think about like numbers sometimes. And also to have a goal. That was the other thing to me and have a financial goal because up to last year, I was just going, 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 going. And you're never going to feel like you've achieved your thing and then right. can relax unless you have a goal to meet. So it was sitting down and saying, okay, how much money do I actually want to make? And then breaking that down into what's going to make that money instead of, cause guess what? Like having a million followers on Instagram, if I, that's awesome, but is it really going to make me money? Like, right. I feel like now if you're like a media genius and you're a like millennial and you know it mm -hmm. and, and it works then it works. But if you're looking at it actually from a business standpoint, that doesn't like it matters. Like, yes, I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but if you're just looking at like what you want to make and how you want to make it, there are other ways to get hit those goals and then be able to sit back and relax and say, you know what I did? I made, I paid the rent. I, I saved this amount of money. I like went right. on vacation. Like those were the things I wanted to get instead of just trying to reach this number that like really, what does it mean? Right. So when you say right. like, what's authentic to you, like sometimes I feel like the trap that we play and social media as the blanket 
big topic on this podcast, you know, yes. the social media as the blanket makes you see things that are possible. And sometimes those possibilities feel authentically what you would enjoy. So that's yes. where it gets confused. Like sometimes the big dreams are authentic to the person you are, but like you're saying to drop yourself back down into reality, to have a tangible goal, mm-hmm. or even to say that possibility is awesome and great and authentic to who I am. However, reaching the possibility, not reaching or not reaching the possibility is not a failure. Maybe it's the beacon in the distance that took me, you know what I mean? Like, I I just feel like social media and what you're saying about like authenticity and possibility, like, I think it's the possibility that gets us trapped. Because if we know there's a possibility that you can make a million dollars a year being a lifestyle blogger, but there's no goal to reach in order to do that, like, Mm -hmm. or, or like, I think anyone, I think it's authentic for anyone to be a lifestyle blogger because all you have to do is authentically talk about your life. Like, you know what I mean? So like, I think that's it. So people are like, oh, I'm a lifestyle blogger is authentic to me. That's the dream. Like, like you're saying, like, then they think that that is the success when Uh you can be doing 7,500,000 other things that you can actually do in order to, it's, it's that thing I keep, I have to link to it because I posted it once where the guy was talking about that he was interviewing a woman who wanted to jog five days a week but if she didn't think she could jog five days a week she didn't want to jog at all but he's like why don't you jog one day a week because you could do that and then you'll build up like why would you say I want to jog none if it's not five like you know what I mean yeah have you listened to the creative morning podcast I don't know if they have new episodes no. do you know creative mornings we yes I've heard of it yeah okay so it's uh you know not global. They have all these things where they do meetups, but then they have a speaker and then they turned a couple of those episodes in the podcast. And there's an episode with Dallas Clayton that I love and I've listened to many a times, but he makes the reference of when you see a guy riding his bike down the street, you're not like, oh man, he failed winning the Tour de France. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just, he really is a failure. Yes. Like, no, that guy is like enjoying riding a bike down the street. Like we can all be creative beings we don't have to like be the best in the world. Ah. And that's why I was saying like, look at your own community. Like you don't have to be best friends with like, I don't know, like Amy Tangerine or someone who's like this person in the, in the internet world that you love and is awesome. There is probably someone in your neighborhood that is as crafty as you are and you guys can connect and like meet in real life and fill that up, you know, in reality. Mm-hmm. And then you guys can like teach a class together or you could do something, you know, like there are ways that you, that we can step out of this internet world of like, I have to be this big thing and just, you know, make an impact. Really? I feel like we get caught up in our phones. Yes. And because then that, yes, yes. I I love this message of this episode. And it's like, and it's like also like, you like don't knock that person that's being that influencer that's doing this awesome thing that you would love to do like that's awesome that they're doing that and there's a way that you can get the same benefits from that without being at that level right and you still have a happy life you know you're still getting totally. what you need totally totally and so this kind of leads into the next question of just like trying a lot of things and seeing what sticks cuz i feel like that's what you've you've been a testament to, and like you're saying, like you don't even know sometimes that in the middle of doing it that you're doing it. Like you, uh, let me try to do two days a week. Oh wow, this is hard. Like yeah. So can you talk to that a little bit? Because you've dabbled in so many creative things, cards, and now this class, and even the kids' lunches, which is hashtag Love Jack Lunchboxes. And I didn't when I researched for this episode, you have over three hundred and thirty of these lunches. 
that are just taking a picture of every lunch I've made since she started kindergarten. She it's in first grade. I know my it's favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. And then when it's Halloween, you do like little themed lunch. So just yes. can you speak to that a little bit? How that's kind of like full circled everything, I think. Yeah. So I think for me, the thing that I think is not doing something bothers me. Like when I thought about it so much, like almost everything that I've succeeded at, like, and I've got off the ground and I've made it into reality is because I thought about it for so long. Like before I stopped working and had the, these nap times to start my greeting card company, I talked about having a greeting card company for like two years, like to the point my friends are probably like, okay, I get it. Like I was annoying myself. Like it was like, okay, <laughs> time to take action and get this done because if not, stop talking about it. So it was the fact that like w- once I haven't done something for so long that I just have to do it. Like it's almost like you, there's no other option. I either have to do this or I have to like just stop talking about it. So to me, that makes that's the that's just the difference in like someone who gets something done and does it and someone who doesn't do something. You know, because everybody we all have these ideas and there's all these different things. But if you do it, then you're doing it. Like you guys wanted a podcast. So you have a podcast because you're doing it. And then you figured it all out. Like I wanted to do have greeting cards. So I did it like the same one in the class. Like uh, you don't know how many people I've met that have said like, Oh, I had that idea. And again, I just read big magic, which I loved, but like, it's this idea of teaching artists to kids is not unique to me. I'm not the only one that's had it, but you know how many people came up to me and said, Oh, I had that idea. Like, Oh, I was going to do that. But like the reason it worked for me is because I actually did it. Like they could also do it, you know, like, and then the YouTube channel, like I wanted to, I would watch all these YouTube channels be like, I can do a better video. Mm. I can do this. Like I like know how to like be concise and, and edit. And I like, I can do this. So finally I was like, you know what? And it's again, like, I don't have time to start a YouTube channel. Like I didn't, but I was like, I'm going to commit like to doing this. So, and it was because I had talked about it for probably like a year prior to that. Right. So it was just, for me, that's what makes me try new things and like get it going. And then to share it, like my YouTube channel, I don't, I don't know. I have like 110 subscribers. It's not a ton, but like, I love, like I do this, uh, make art to mail series where I teach you how to make a card, which is simple supplies you have around the house. It's like a six minute video. Mm-hmm. I show you how to make it. I talk about like the different supplies and then it's done. I am so happy. Like those videos exist yeah. because now if I have a conversation with someone like, Oh, you should do this card. Like, guess what? I made like yeah. a really nice produced video and like now you can make it like, having that creative process. Like I love making, I love writing it. I love shooting the videos. I love editing it, but then also being able to share it with the world. I'm like so happy I did it. And the yeah. other option is just saying like, Oh yeah, I wish I had a YouTube channel. Like, yeah. Do you ever feel like overwhelmed or pressure to do it? Because the way you're describing it makes it sound like a, a, a very organic, like you need to do it and it's a good release and almost a therapeutic getting out of the idea. But sometimes when I have ideas, I feel, okay, let's do it. Let, like I, I get myself overwhelmed to, to check. I say, <laughs> like, I would say like easily, I always put too many, I set too many goals. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning of the year, I made this list. Like this is what my YouTube channel is going to be. I'm going to do a video every month about planning. I'm going to do a video every week about a card. Right. I'm going to do an additional video about a kid craft. I had like, and I like <laughs> told my dad and my dad was like, Jacqueline, like that's way too much stuff. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> right. So I definitely 
I over idea. I really do. I over idea. And then I execute on what I can. And then I have to tell myself it's okay. Right. Because we, the summer started and I'm not going to be doing a weekly video about cards. And I was like really sad for like a week and being like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to keep up with this. Like it's just not going to happen. And like now I've like committed to this thing and it's not going to like, people are expecting it, but really it's just like my two best friends (laughs) watching me. But like in my mind, I was like, I can't not. Right. It's the letting go again. You got to let go of the initial. But the thing is, if I didn't do that, the same with blogging. Yeah. I used to blog once a week before Conroy was born and I loved it. I loved writing it. I loved sharing it. Like I love that creative process. And there'd be many times where people who didn't get that would say to me like, well, what's the matter if you miss a week or what's it matter? Like what's the matter for me? It mattered. Like honestly. And now guess what? Those things exist because now when I'm doing this scrapbooking class, I have like six videos of these past scrapbooks I've made. I have like a bunch of blog posts about how I did it. And I'm like, that content exists. No, I wasn't able to be a beautiful mess and like write that content and get it out to everybody and like make like be in a magazine and do all this stuff. But I still created that content. And like, for me, that was important. And now I have it. Like, it's not like it's gone. It was wasted time. Because right. now I have it and I could share it, especially stuff with the kids classes. Cause I was like, I just want to make this video like with Georgia and like make a mother's day card. And now every mother's day, I send that video to all the people in my class. I like, look, this is so easy. You can make this card. Right. You know? So it's like, yeah, for me, not doing a lot of things makes me sad. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I get more down on myself for not doing it while I would rather try. No, I did it. And then no, okay, maybe doing one video every week and then one every month and then also doing this right. isn't too much. So like, let's go right. back. But guess what? Because I pushed myself, I was able to get those things done. Right. And, and we so often perceive the failure of what yes. we didn't accomplish instead of yes, how we succeeded in learning. Right. And we succeeded in learning what's going to work better. Like so many projects this year that I've taken on, like even my planner ship, same thing. Like I was like, I'm going to put out one every month, make a video to go with it, put it on, like make a YouTube to make sure they know how to use it. Send a newsletter. Like it was like a list of things every month for the planner ships. Now I'm like, if I make them every month, success. Like so far I've at least just made a batch every month and I get it out in the newsletter to whoever wants it. Like it's the same thing. Like I'm happy I'm making them for me. Yes. And And you're enjoying it. Yeah. 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 Instead of adding other things that I've learned make me just feel overwhelmed. So I succeeded in learning that instead of failing in, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's what is that, that we do that to ourselves? Like, and then we feel like we have to let go. It's just the process, I guess. Yeah, it really is. And like when you're in it, it's so overwhelming and you feel like failure is such, you know, you don't want to fail. You don't. But like, what's up? Like I always said too, like, what's the other option? I don't even try. Right. I'd rather try and at least do something than like not try. Right. And then it it goes back to like school and like you don't show up for the test and you get a zero where you show up and like even if you know it's like a scantron test and you fill out every single bubble at least you're going to get a 25 (laughs) so just for showing up right right, just for showing up so just show up showing up is half the battle yeah and we're smart women we learn from trying Mm -hmm. yeah and 
we try a lot of things as, as crafty and resourceful women we try a lot of things and we've learned from the things that we've tried and we learn from our mistakes we learn we learn a lot more from our mistakes than we do from our successes and i think like the older we get the more we learn from our mistakes and the more we learn from the mistakes we've made in the past even if we didn't know that they were mistakes at the time right because sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's just, it's like we talked about in our goals episode, how sometimes even when you succeed at reaching a goal, there's no, I'm done now, free, yes. like, right. There's right, no, you don't get fireworks. Right. There's not like a personal dude standing behind right. you with there's like a keyboard playing things. your like awesome music. There's still more <laughs> things to figure out. I am crafty as creative because I look for every opportunity to be crafty. I take anything I'm doing and like make a project out of it. I'm kind of like known for that, but that's why Amanda was talking about our lunches. Um, I have these great little lunch boxes. They're called easy lunch boxes. They have three little containers. And I was like, I don't want to wake up every morning and think, Oh God, I gotta make lunch again. <laughs> I mean, yes, there are times that I think, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but I was like, I'm going to make this fun. I'm going to like make this something I want. It's like, you wake up and it's like something I want to do. So I was like, I'm going to like, you know, give myself a theme or try to do a rainbow or if there's a holiday coming up, make it cute. But I was also, I wanted to share it on Instagram. That's what I was doing. And I was like, I want to connect with these other moms that are doing it. But the reason I have so many, as I said, I'm not going to just take pictures of the ones that are beautiful and perfect. Right. and themed. I'm going to do every one because also I need inspiration. You know, she can't be a, jelly and cream cheese sandwich every day like what are other people packing so like I was like I'm gonna take a picture of this every day and then try to be creative with it give myself a chance to be creative and then also see what other people are doing so like that goes for everything Halloween's my favorite holiday because even before kids I was making my own costume yeah. um oh and I know you can relate to this because I saw your Selena costume yeah. um what else like anything like at school, like I really thought I peaked in kindergarten. I was like, I think I was born to be a kindergarten parent because there was like the hundredth day of school, and like I sewed a hundred like flowers yeah. on her dress, and she made a tree. And then um, there was a like, decades day, and now she's seven and a half ish, so she could really think. So I was like, okay, hey, what do we do? Okay, well, we're gonna be a hippie, and then we like decorated her pants, or like um, anytime we go on a trip, yeah. like I'm planning some kind of like quiz for us or every birthday party has like a theme and then we have a quiz for like that kid that year like what did you what would you order for halloween where did she go on her school trip like any chance i have to be crafty i am like even things that like shouldn't be a craft project i'm like oh oh wait we're doing dioramas <laughs> at school i'm gonna make my snack look like a garden <laughs> and then the other moms are like really I'm like, really i am because you're like, making us I look bad <laughs> Like, I'm like, come on, guys, it'll be fun. Like, I'm doing this because I enjoy it. And any chance there is, like, to make somebody a present or to make a card or, like, that's how I'm I'm crafty, I would say. I, like, I seek out crafty. Yeah. For you're sure. So, you're so funny because so much of what you said, I recently watched the Ali Wong Netflix special, the new one. Did you Do you know of her no, or, like, no. seen it? It's so funny. But she said, she goes, you know, 
you don't grow up just because you become a parent. She goes, broy dudes become broy dads. And I'm just yeah. thinking like crafty ass females become yes. crafty ass mothers. Like oh there's no way around it. Like this is what's going to happen. Yes. Yes. She, she also said too, she's like, she's like, when you're a new mom, she's like, it's like the walking dead. You just have to hook up with a crew to survive. <laughs> that's like what you're saying. Oh like totally. it's there too. You got to watch it. you have it. to have a mom that's in the same right. stage as you or they're not going to get it. Like even now right. when I see, like I saw a mom the other day in a coffee shop and she had this little baby and like she looked, I was like so envious of her. And I just was like, I was like, I just want to say, like, it's amazing how much you forget how hard it is. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I know your life is hard right now, but I yeah. just look at you and think, like, oh, that's amazing. Like, yeah. she and she was like, I am so tired. Yeah. I was like, I know, I know, but like, kiss that baby on that little yeah. head. Like, it's awesome. So yeah, so you need someone else who has so spit funny. up all over them, so they could be like, oh yeah, I get it. Yeah, because <laughs> once you spit up's not on you, you're like, what's a big deal? What's a big when, deal, right? Yeah, no, but and when it's, it's on you. It's yeah. You have to watch that Netflix. Okay, okay. Um, Baby Cobra was her first one, but Hard Knock Wife is the newest one, and I thought it was the better one, but watch it. Um, Okay, yeah, and Crafty as Resourceful. I would say my thing is that I just keep going, and even if it's a little step, it's a little step, (sighs) but, like, when I look back at, like, all the things that, like, have happened, you know, like, when the art class, when she stopped teaching or she had to change her shop, I could have been like, okay, well, it's over. Right. But instead I was like, okay, I need to figure out like this solution. I need to like go further. Or like I was saying with the blog and I was posting once a week, I was like, I, I need to like, I need to do this for myself. Like it's important for me to keep going. So even if that's like the littlest thing, like, I don't know, I have to make a phone call about this or I have to actually price out these items like Mm -hmm. as long as it's one step in front of the other like that for me is my resourcefulness because I I can't stop like I just have to keep going and oh something's always gonna if you want an excuse to stop there's like a million reasons to stop because it's hard like in anything you're doing it's hard but you gotta keep even if it's just like waking up the next day and getting through it like yeah so last week, Conrad was off school, but Georgia wasn't. And it's so much harder when I just have one. Because, like, <laughs> because then they would look at you. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? And I came off of like being, having all this pro- productivity time and like really getting stuff done to being like, I just need to make it through the day. I need to enjoy him and I need to make it through the day. If we could do that, success. Yeah. But I can't stop. I just have to keep. So right. And every saying, day you wake up, there's a new, what does keep going look like? Exactly. So, right, exactly. Yeah. And if it's a big, if it's a big, sometimes it's a big step, sometimes it's a small step, like just figuring out like where I'm going to teach my art class next year. That was not easy. I had to send a lot of emails. I had to make a lot of phone calls, but like each day, like one day he was with me. I was like, okay, our goal of the day is to go check out the space. He's right. going to come with me. I'm going to bribe him with a right. ice cream and we're going to do it. Yeah. But just as, Instead of stopping and saying, oh, I can't, it's too much. Yeah. Then I wouldn't progress. So that's how right. I'm resourceful. I just keep. Yes. It's the bounce small back factor. Yeah. Right. It's just the bounce And it's like back. talking myself. I, I feel like I like have a lot of conversations with myself. <laughs> we like, need to. It's yeah, such like, an underrated resourceful yes, woman quality. Yes. Yeah. So you talk. So go ahead. I'm interviewing. I was, I was like, <laughs> okay, Jacqueline, like this, like, let's look at this big, let's take a step back. Look at this big picture. Like, 
life will still go on if like yeah. I don't post a YouTube video every day. Right. Life, because this is the thing, like especially when I started YouTube videos, it was everything I took to be able to produce one every week. For, I didn't tell anybody about it. My good friends were like, wait, you have a YouTube channel? Yeah. Like, and I was like, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it all the time, but like I didn't have that one extra breath to like tell people about it. Right. But I was like, you, it doesn't matter. As long as I keep going, that's the most important thing. You know, eventually you'll take a step back and be like, okay, I don't have to produce one every week, but now I can spend over the summer, it will be easier to just tell people about it because I've done all the work. Like I don't have as much time to, I'm not shooting a video. Yeah. But I can easily post on Facebook or Instagram or figure out like, you know, you just gotta. So good. It yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I say this podcast all the time, like the tap part of the tagline is we're just here to remind you. And something yes. so simple as that, like just to hear another woman say it and you're like, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's wrap up the episode before we head over to after chatter with our lightning currently round. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, so we're going to take all the things on Kristen's currently card, verbally do it on the podcast, have a good time. Here we go. Jackie, what are you currently watching? I watch YouTube. Don't <laughs> hate me for saying this, but we're thinking about canceling our cable, which is crazy because I'm such a TV person. And if my dad finds out, he'll kill me because he has like a TV in every room. <laughs> but I don't know. I love YouTube. So my channels, I love Amy Tangerine. Everything she's doing, she's so inspiring. I love seeing her create stuff. I love the bucket list family, mm -hmm. you know, then they sold everything. They travel the world. I love yeah. their like attitude about life. Um, pickup limes is another one that I really like. She is, I think she's vegan, but she's definitely like plant-based mm -hmm. nutrition. She must be vegan. Um, and just about minimalism and like living that simple life. Like that's my goal, even though like mm -hmm. I'm I way too much stuff to be minimalist, but like, that's my goal. And the last one that I really just discovered, her name's, her YouTube name is Amy TV, but I think her name's Amy Landino. She wrote a book about vlogging like a boss. She's awesome. I just like her yeah. attitude. Her videos are like fun and about yeah. like being productive and efficient. So that's when I have to watch something. Else. Fun. A few yeah. I could check out now. Yes. Good. But but watching YouTube has a direct correlation with canceling cable because you're just like always on YouTube. I feel like we don't watch the TV enough and we're paying a ton of money. Why the heck is it so I, expensive? That's what we did. Yeah. You did? Okay. And life still goes on. You don't feel like you're like <laughs> missing out on everything? It totally goes on. And like the one, I mean, like two or three times a month that we need to watch something on cable, we log into our in-laws cable yes. on the internet. <laughs> but that's why I said maybe then like if there's a game on, we can go and meet friends and watch it at a bar. Yeah. Or like watch the Oscars it, that, with people instead. Right. It then becomes an event yes. that you need to like get together with and like kind of like the movies yes. so should i do it i should do it i i, I have no regrets and we did okay. it like two years ago oh wow okay i think as long as i could watch this as us i could do it and i can it's a, yes. you can. yeah <laughs> yeah right now we, we literally have an antenna <laughs> <laughs> wait you can still get tv with an antenna yeah of course i did not even know that was possible <laughs> we have an antenna so we get you know nbc abc stop like, it for free yeah I didn't you know, free TV, of course. Mm -hmm. No, this is like, I know, we have to like tell people again because. <laughs> I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, no, you, if you cancel cable, then of course you can still get, you know, it's ABC, NBC, Fox, 
uh, you guys will get like, you know, what is it? It's uh, the it used to be the WB. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> that just so dated it's, you. 15 it's years. the CW. Yeah. It's the CW now. Um, you guys might even get UPN. I don't know if UPN is still a thing in New York City. So what do I do though? Like cancel cable, but then keep the cables. You get an antenna. Like you go, <laughs> like, go to Amazon. My, my window. They're like they're not even they're not even big. They're they look like a they're like a um clear twelve by twelve piece of plastic. Wait, like you can still buy these? Yeah, no, no. You go on Amazon. They're like not even that expensive. They're like twenty five dollars. We have it stuck to the side of our house. This is okay. So PSA for anyone: if you want to cancel cable, you can still get an antenna and then watch network television. That's fascinating. You learn something new every day. Yes. Crafty ass people podcast. You know, we, so we live in the middle of Michigan, like hand, middle of the hand, Michigan. Yeah. Um, and some of the television stations are literally too far from us. So we don't get them. Um, but then there are like some stations that have like three stations. So like we have three Fox stations and they all play different television. That's like, amazing. Yes, yeah, so free TV. <laughs> like literally free TV. Just buy an antenna. They're like $25 on Amazon. And they look like a clear piece of 12 by 12 paper. Hey. All right. I'm doing it's it. a lucite. Yes. <laughs> or what do you call that? Uh, transparency. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Okay. Good. Wow. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Lightning round. Yes. Sorry. Um, what are you currently reading? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I am reading Big Magic because I just listened to it on audiobook and I loved it so much. I was like, I need to underline. Yep. I need to read it again and underline. I thought it was amazing. And I know I'm like the last person to read it because No, I haven't read it. Oh I, I've uh, read it like seven times this week and I know. I know. I've I've read like, you know, like seven New York Times reviews about it and I ne- I finally need to actually read the real book. It's so good. She's just so like um kind about creatively and about being kind to yourself and like once you let go of like I'm the only one that has I- this idea, it's so much free. It's so freeing. I'm like, oh yeah, wait, we could all be creative. Like, yeah, and the way she ties in stories, like yeah. it's not just a self help. Like here's what ideas are. Here's what you do. Did it? It is that. But she's also like you're saying, like super kind. But then she's like, and I once heard a story about, and the mm-hmm. way that it ties in, you're just like, <laughs> yes, yes. So I that was big for me. Yeah, so I'm excited to read it again and underline and highlight the entire book. So so good. Yes. Okay, what are you currently listening to? I listen to podcasts, yours, of course. Um, But my other ones are Up First, NPR's podcast. I listen to it every morning. I I stopped watching. This is why we need to cancel cable because after the election, I had to stop watching CNN because I was just, like, crying every night on the couch. And now I get my news from NPR, and it's – nice concise in the morning it doesn't set me off emotionally it's just factual um i listen to happier with gretchen rubin because yeah, like it always puts me in a good mood that's where i first heard the arrival fallacy she talked about that oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um and then deus podcast do you listen to that do you know rachel no. hollis no. she's awesome she's like very much like you know take your life by your like bootstraps and like you can make it you could do it like get the life you want to live like she's she's like tony robbins but a woman um so she has a podcast called deus which i love and she has like books and all this stuff too but her podcast is really good and then the one i sent you don't keep your day job yeah Kathy Heller, because again she's very much like do it girlfriend like yeah. get out there and live your dream so good ones good ones. i'm gonna have so much fun with these show notes good ones okay <laughs> what are you currently making 
I, this is exciting. We haven't even talked about this yet, but we are going to Costa Rica as a family. We got the kids' passports nice. um, a couple months back, and they came earlier. We were originally going to go to maybe Ireland or Iceland, and we were trying to think. Like, we wanted to do a trip as a family of four, just us, somewhere awesome. And then Georgia studied the rainforest in first grade and was, like, obsessed with the equator. So, like, Google, 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 and we're going to Costa Rica. So, I am making... We leave tomorrow, which is crazy. Oh my Again, gosh. This is this is how I make. Like I'm probably not gonna sleep tonight because I want them every day to open a package, like a little clue about what we're gonna do. Like we're gonna zip line and we're gonna uh. go snorkeling. And like I love I love a game and they're my children, so they also love a game. And thankfully I married a man who also likes a game. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> I, when we were dating and we played like um, like a game night somewhere yeah. and we like really like hit it off, I was like, okay, I can marry this man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can play games together. Like you're, you're yes. good so match. True. Um, so true. So that's what I'm creating. I want to do like, because now she can read too, which is like a whole nother level of like the game. So we're going to do like some uh, like word finds and some like drawn clues, but just that's what I'm creating. And I'm like so excited about it because oh. I love, again, an opportunity to do a craft. So fun. You, I hope you take pictures because I'm going to be leaving oh, yes. vicariously through your trip. <laughs> like, yes. I love I, it. Yeah. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I am good. a little nervous because it's like the first time we're like leaving the country all together. And I'm sure it's not going to be easy, but I think it's going to, the benefits are going to be amazing. It's going to awesome. be great. What a good thing to put in your best summer yet album. Exactly. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. What are you currently feeling? I finally feel settled. I feel like the last two months, there's been a lot of like things that were up in the air, like my kid's school, where it was like the location was going to be, where I was going to teach my classes because I thought it was set and then it wasn't set. And there was just like a lot of things that we didn't know what the answer was. And within the last, I would say week, like everything came to like had a decision. So now that I know what to expect for next year, I feel settled. I'm so much better with like, even if it's not the best outcome, knowing it and knowing like how yeah. we're going to tackle it. So I finally, like really as of last week, I was like, okay, I can like yeah. sleep at night, like everything. I know, I know what it's going to be. Awesome. Oh, I love that answer. Okay. What are you currently planning? I am planning the scrapbooking class, which has been so fun because like I said, like, you know, you have this dream of like, I want to create scrapbooking um, supplies and embellishments and papers. And I was like, wait a second, I can. Yeah. So I'm like really having fun and I love photography. So especially because it's going to be a lot of people that live in Brooklyn, like taking pictures around the neighborhood and doing like different like cards for them and like numbered lists and the, the creative process of planning that out. That's what I've been planning. And then just like the PDFs and, you know. I feel like I'm like, know what pictures to take, like, especially the kid. Like, yeah. so many times I see somebody take a picture of their kid and they don't squat down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me. I'm like, no, no, no. It'd yeah, be yeah, so yeah. much better to squat down. Like, you gotta yeah. get to their eye level. Portrait um, mode. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. I just got a new iPhone and I couldn't bring myself to spend all the money on the 10. Yeah. And I wanted the portrait mode. So, like, oh, can you see my phone? It's, you know, yeah. It's the eight. It's, it's the it's eight big. plus. It's yeah. the eight plus. It's so big, but, but it has you'll get used to it. Mode. It yeah. has portrait mode, so I was like, I don't care. I'll get yeah. another bag just for my my phone because yeah. I love it. It's like I it's love amazing. It. <laughs> yeah, it's like I feel like there's so much that I could do with it that I haven't even like tapped into yeah. yet. Yeah. So yes. This yes. Is so good. Okay. Lastly, what are you currently loving? I'm loving this phase of life. I love the ages of the kids. They're like really fun. 
like they get along really well. Um, I love that like Chad's going to have a week off work and we're going to get to spend time together. It's mm. like, we're, I'm just loving this, this phase. I, there are times, you know, again, when it's tough and it's hard, but I just keep thinking like, I could still hold him in like my arms. Like, <laughs> like Chad always says when, when he's holding Kamara, he's like, man, there's going to be a time. You're going to be so big. I can't yeah, like, hold you yeah. like this. I'm like, I'm just Do like, you guys want more? No. Oh, Me too. Yeah, yeah. this is too. I, um, I didn't, I was not a good pregnant person. I really had like a hard time being pregnant. Like, I mean, everything was healthy and it was fine. Right. I just like mentally was right. like no fun to be around or be like myself. Yeah. Um, before that, before I got pregnant, I was like, I don't have a ton of kids. And yeah. then I was like, holy heck. <laughs> no. I was like, we're only having one. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we wanted to give her a sibling and thankfully we got a boy. I mean, yeah. if we, if we got a girl, we would have stopped also. Yeah. Cause we love where we live. We live in the, like three bedroom in Brooklyn and like, mm-hmm. there's no space for anybody. Right. Like, it's just so good. Although now, like when I saw that lady in the coffee shop with her baby, I was like, oh. Yeah. And then you, yeah. <laughs> And then also now it's like this transition of like, um, I knew, I knew like being a young mom, like, in like, yeah. like now it's changing. Like maybe yeah. I should have another one so I could keep doing that. But right. no, 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 we're, yeah. we're, we're all good. <laughs> we're all good. So inspirational. <laughs> so but good. I knew that. I knew that having you on, I knew we had to have you and I'm glad we did. Well, thank you. This is so much yes. fun. It's so much fun to like, you know, even just to take a moment and like, write down like, okay, what, yeah. what am I doing in life right yes. now? Like, what is, what is working? What have I learned? You know, it always, yes. it always, it's good to like do a little self recap. Good. And we're going to have to have you back on sometime. Yes. Yes. You could tell us about this. Yeah. We've been saying that to every guest. Cause I'm like, I just I know everyone is so yeah, amazing. Everyone is so <laughs> amazing. Yes. Amazing. And ha- everyone has such interesting stories and winds up in such interesting places. Um, yeah, I want to talk more about, about social media in After Chatter, I think. Yeah. So let's head over there. And if you want to join us, you know where to go. It is patreon.com slash craftiestfemale. And otherwise, we will catch you again next week on Monday. And we love you very much. Yes, we do. And uh, otherwise, you have anything else, Amanda? No, this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Let this continue with a fun second batch of interviewees. That's where we're at. <laughs> All right, you guys. Continue. All right. Yes. Thank you. Good talking to you girls. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.